Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Kia ora and welcome from RNZ National. Here's Our Changing World with me, Alison Balance. Henrik Moller is a retired university professor and he's never thought of himself as a car man. But when he bought an electric vehicle, or EV, that all changed. He's now helped set up a website called Flip the Fleet to collect information on how electric cars are performing in New Zealand conditions. I was keen to find out more about this citizen science project, and when Henrik offered to drive me from the University of Otago out to Dunedin Airport on a cold, sleety day, I leapt at the chance. So would you like to introduce me to your electric car, Henrik? Yes. This is Eva. (laughs) Oh, very nice. (laughs) It's a second-generation Leaf, manufactured in 2015 in Japan. You know, a fantastic car to drive, lots of fun. Uh, they're really fast off the line, and they're very, very smart. They they uh, record a lot of things, they're very comfortable, very quiet. It's certainly the best car I've ever had, and I never used to be interested in cars, but you know, since buying this with my partner Fiona about a year ago, I've become quite um, obsessed with electric cars, actually. So yeah, I think you just have to experience them, and shall we go to the airport, perhaps? Let's go to the airport. So that's us starting up, and... Uh, I suppose you don't hear a roar of a motor. No, you do. don't hear anything. But all no. the lights come on, the windscreen yeah, wipers start. It's a bit uh, eerie at first, and it's simple to drive. So there's just it's even simpler than a normal automatic. And uh, you know, we're just waiting for a gap in the traffic now. But okay, we'll get a go, and we will just push that button a little bit there. You feel that? Alison? Oh, it's got power. <laughs> <laughs> They're actually very efficient for urban living. You no. Know, 87% of New Zealanders now live in towns. So it makes sense for New Zealand to use electric cars in towns, uh, particularly, but also they're great for zapping around uh, in, the, in the countryside. You, you know, don't let anyone tell you that electric vehicles are just little putter about things for town. They're, they're also superb for quite long distances um, out in the country. You just have to get New Zealanders confident and willing to invest in, in electric cars, and with that in mind, a colleague called Dima Ivanov and I have started a citizen science project called Flip the Fleet. So uh, tell me about that. Well, we just happened to watch these debates happening in Facebook pages of support groups about you know, what's affecting the car's performance, its battery life and economic return. And we realised that people were either borrowing data from overseas or arguing from conviction rather than evidence. So and we really didn't know much about our electric vehicle fleet here in uh, New Zealand? We knew the broad picture, but we didn't have the local information and about how New Zealanders uh, integrate them into New Zealand's particular conditions and how well they cope with uh, rather sparse recharging, rapid charging infrastructure, for instance. But Dima and I, looking at this, decided, well, why don't we just all pull our data? I mean, turn all these EV owners who are real experts in their own way. I mean, they're the real experts about how cars and EVs can can work and what the constraints are. 
and get them linked together in a, in a project called Flip the Fleet. And so we invite people to go to the website, fill in a registration form where we learn a fair bit about the vehicle itself, its history, um, their charging behaviour, where in the country it runs, um, a little bit about the terrain, how much urban driving there is, all the things that we think affects performance. That all gets recorded and stored. And then every month we harass these people. We send them an email at the beginning, first day of the month, and uh, invite them to upload the data from their dashboards into a, a communal database. It only takes five minutes. And for a year now we've had EV owners, uh, some around about 130 of them in the end, tested the software and helped us to improve the software. The software takes their data, stores it, so they get a longitudinal uh, look at the way their car is behaving. Uh, and then within milliseconds reports back on a dashboard uh, things like how much fuel did you avoid uh, using last month, uh, how many dollars did you uh, save, how much energy did you put into it, what was the efficiency of the vehicle in terms of uh, how, how far it travelled per kilowatt hour of electricity, number of tonnes of greenhouse gas emissions that were avoided um, last month and in the life of the car. Um, and then we take, for instance, in that last time, we try to find indices that are more human-scaled. So one of the reports back to the users is, you know, how much of a long-haul flight have you compensated for by running an EV compared to a traditional vehicle? And this is all ways of getting EV owners as reliably informed and better advocates for the value of EVs and uh, to try to build trust and awareness amongst those that haven't yet taken the plunge that um, these things really are performing very well and so we say it's by EV owners for future EV owners and uh, what we have therefore is the growing of a sort of a mass movement of people who are co-designing and co-running the project. So. Now in terms of data, because it's an electric car, I'm just thinking of the things that you can see in front of you already. Yep. So can you tell me what you've got on your dashboard there? Ah, all right. Well, at the moment, here's the equivalent of how full's your petrol tank. So I've got this little symbol that's uh, it's a, got a plug in it instead of a nozzle, and it says it's 68% charged at the moment. And uh, over the side here is an estimate of how far I can go with that, and that's 92 kilometres at the moment with the efficiency the, of the car running at the moment. In summer, 100% full would be giving roughly 150 kilometres in ideal conditions. But here we are in wonderful Dunedin, uh, raining, Three the lights degrees, are on. I can also tell yeah, that for you. We've got the heater on. and Look, I'll just put that button on and that'll warm your seat so you'll get a nice warm Ooh. butt. There's a range anxiety. Some people do get nervous about it. But um, honestly, very, very few people ever run out of power and you just have to plan a little bit ahead. It's also no big deal. You know, it's like having your own petrol station at home because when you get home, you plug it in and, and the car's ready for you in the morning and can set it uh, on a timer so that it only starts taking up uh, electricity at 11 o'clock when it gets cheaper. You can set a limit on it so that it only charges to 80%, which is best practice. You, you don't want to cook your battery. Now, one of the things the Flip the Fleet people have been reporting to us, we asked them to say, what was the, the distance of your last trip in the month? So it was a way of just getting a random sample of of the trip distances and so far it's coming out at around about 28 kilometres is the average trip so it's only those long trips where people have to worry and what we've found in the Flip the Fleet database we now have about 180 people and it's rising fast and more are welcome 
but you know, of those, uh, around about um, two-thirds are also keeping an old conventional vehicle for towing or for those occasional long trips. But you can hire. You're earning so much money by um, save fuel costs and, and low maintenance. I mean, these, these things are really low maintenance costs because there are very few moving parts. Now, all that money that accumulates by saving, you could easily hire a flash car if you want to for a long trip. Now, I might just have to interrupt you there, Henrik. Can you yeah. turn my heated seat off, please? I'm getting a hot bottom. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, one of the crucial things we look at, too, is what's the battery's health and the way that changes. So just like if you buy a laptop, at first it can store a lot of energy, and as it gets older and uh, you end up with less and less of a charge being held by the battery. Well, cars are no different. So we decided we should figure out at the rate at which the battery starts to lose its capacity to hold the charge because that affects the range. So every month, uh, many of the people in Flip the Fleet download the data off the car's central processing unit and that tells you what percentage of the charge it can hold compared to how much it could hold when it was first manufactured. And then we're just plotting for each individual car how that uh, is declining, at what rate it's declining, and how that links to their charging behaviour and then working out, well, how long before the car gets down to a critical range where it's no longer very practical to use. So we asked all the Flip the Fleet registrants, well, how far does the car have to go before you know it's no longer practical in your lifestyle? And so far the median comes out at about 68 kilometres. So, um, you know, that's... Uh, pretty well half the um, range of this car compared to when it was uh, first manufactured and we're trying to figure out well how long before you converge on that critical threshold where you'd have to invest in getting a new battery. The batteries are right under our seats and they run the length of the car kind of where the chassis is and there are 96 of them in this model and the download from the uh, CPU gives you a reading out on each of those cells so you can just pick the ones that are um, not performing well and you can just replace those uh, you don't have to replace them all we don't yet know the rate of decline of the batteries but uh, we are pretty convinced it's way beyond 10 years and uh, we'll be able to get definitive results from Flip the Fleet in the longer run for New Zealand conditions some of the overseas research shows that you can take between 7 and I think it's 13 conventional vehicles off the road if you just have a car share system and it's a big investment so why aren't we clubbing together to share them there's an inspiring story from Hamden and Moiraki just north of Dunedin here where a local community uh, from the proceeds of recycling rubbish actually have just bought a communal EV and it's parked in a motel in the middle of Hamden wonderful motelier there agrees to look after it people can join up from the community and they can uh, take this car um, into Omaru if they want to go or down to Dunedin to shop. So it's a wonderful example of uh, a, an EV car sharing scheme where a local community just uh, thought outside the square and have got something going, you know. Wonderful. So we're just about driven out to the airport. So in the time that you've had me in the car, I've seen your battery drop from 73% to 44%. But yep. for that, we've come all the way from Dunedin out to the airport, which is a reasonable distance. And we've got 57 kilometres to go before the little turtle arrives. So, you know, if you, if you push it too far, you're coming right down to the end, a little turtle comes out on your, on your dashboard. But also it starts flashing at you and it's most unlikely you will run out of 
uh, fuel if you just um, think a little bit ahead. Yeah. Thanks for the lift, Henrik. Henrik Moller is Emeritus Professor at the University of Otago and also Director of Ecosystems Consultants. He developed flipthefleet.org with Dima Ivanov from PowerStats. That's all for now. For more, check us out on the web. rnz.co.nz slash ourchangingworld. Ka kite anō. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.